0: Pause to Consider, the podcast where you put your busy day on pause to consider spiritual encouragement and wisdom on your walk towards God's kingdom. Thanks for joining me. I'm Sam Taylor, here to get you thinking about the Word of God. Well, we're in the middle of winter here in Ohio, and as expected, it's been rather cold lately. So much so that recently I've had to start wearing wool socks and sweaters indoors just to keep from shivering. This made me wonder why the body shivers. As we know, the body needs to keep its temperature at 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37 degrees Celsius, to maintain proper body and brain function. If your body gets hot for too long, you can suffer from heat stroke, which results in kidney failure or death. Too cold, you run the risk of developing hypothermia, which can result in limb loss or death. Since your brain is wired to ensure your survival, and death is a less than ideal alternative, your body subconsciously maintains a process known as homeostasis. In case you don't remember homeostasis from school, that's the self-regulating system that resists against changes when it's already operating within its set parameters. When you get cold, this self-regulation manifests in the form of shivering. When your skin detects the outside temperature is too cold for your body to maintain its core temperature, it sends signals to the brain, which causes a quick contraction and release of muscles to generate heat, because movement makes heat. This heat, in turn, raises your body temperature, which soon allows the body to maintain its temperature and function as normal, which stops the shivering. Now, this process of shivering to raise your temperature is known as a negative feedback loop. Is where a function of a system or process like shivering is fed back into the system by raising the temperature which reduces future fluctuations in the system until another disturbance occurs now negative feedback loops they can be found anywhere in nature and in engineering from flush valves to software engineering to ensure the stability of their respective systems now while this process is great In the natural and mechanical systems to ensure equilibrium it can spell disaster for disciples of the lord jesus christ though we want to be spiritual beings our mind is carnal and because our minds are carnal that's where we seek our equilibrium subconsciously our natural mind's optimal setting isn't found in spiritual lifestyles it's found in pursuing our basic interests our base instincts to maintain equilibrium in our lives if we don't recognize that our minds are hardwired to treat spiritual changes the way our body fights cold or heat, we're doomed to follow the example of the nation of Israel in the Old Testament. Listen to 2 Kings 17 verses 6-14 through 14, to hear God's view on how Israel behaved when they were provoked to change. In the ninth year of Hoshea, the king of Assyria captured Samaria. And he carried the Israelites away to Assyria and placed them in Hala, and on the Hebor, the river of Gozan, and in the cities of the Medes. And this occurred because the people of Israel had sinned against the Lord their God, who had brought them up out of the land of Egypt from under the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt, and had feared other gods and walked in the customs of the nations whom the Lord drove out before the people of Israel and in the customs that the kings of Israel had practiced. And the people of Israel did secretly against the Lord, their God, things that were not right. They built for themselves high places in all their towns, from watchtower to fortified city. They set up for themselves pillars and ashram on every high hill and under every green tree. And there they made offerings on all the high places as the nations did, whom the Lord carried away before them. And they did wicked things, provoking the Lord to anger. And they served idols of which the Lord had said to them, you shall not do this. Yet the Lord warned Israel and Judah by every prophet and every seer, saying, Turn from your evil ways and keep my commandments and my statutes in accordance with all the law that I commanded your fathers and that I sent to you by my servants the prophets. But they would not listen, but were stubborn, as their fathers had been who did not believe in the Lord their God. Israel saw God's attempts to turn them from their ways in the same way that you and I would think of cold weather. It's a disturbance to our established comfort. The nation had created a negative feedback loop for themselves that would remove any threat to their lifestyle, even to the point of killing God's messengers, the prophets. And it turns out only God was able to stop that feedback loop. And he did so using the violent Assyrians to remove them from their homes. Now we don't want to see ourselves when we're looking at the idolatrous nation of Israel, but to know their flaws and to know their shortcomings is to better understand our own. The flesh craves equilibrium, even if it's unhealthy, even if it's self-destructive. Our carnal mind's tools to create that homeostasis for itself can include self-destructive thoughts, false narratives, that endless cycle of depression and anxiety. Now I want to be clear, your mind's attempts to keep you in a twisted equilibrium do not make you sinful. I say this because I need medication and I need therapy to combat my depression and anxiety every day. But we are in bodies of sin. We are prone to that twisted cycle that seems to never end, and we need help to break out of these destructive cycles. The Apostle Paul recognized this and spoke about it in Romans 7, 15, verses 25. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want. What I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God, my, in my inner being. But I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man, that I. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. Paul recognized God as the intercessor that showed his intent to break Paul from his negative feedback loop since meeting the Lord Jesus on that road to Damascus. And we too need to meet Jesus on our respective roads to Damascus to break free of the toxic equilibrium our fleshly minds deceive us with. And there's many ways to do it, whether we turn directly to God's word Whether we approach him in prayer, or we take the offer of a friend and meet up for coffee, we need to be on the lookout for God showing us a way to break those feedback loops of sin and self-interest within us. Likewise, we need to be mindful of others that are in the same cycle of despair, and be that positive influence that we'd want ourselves. Because God isn't interested in us being self-regulating systems that detest change. That's the way of the flesh. He wants us to break free of those cycles and move toward spiritual growth. Now, although spiritual growth as a positive feedback loop is more prone to falling apart, we need to challenge ourselves to grow every day. If that feedback loop starts to break, find a new goal to pursue. Continue growing in all that you do. And when you fall back into that rut, challenge yourself to see that discomfort in your mind as a sign to push forward and not fall further behind. Don't be afraid of the shivering. It's a sign that you're pushing forward in the right direction. As the Apostle Peter wrote, In 2 Peter 3, verse 18, to conclude his second letter. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. I want to thank you for listening to another devotion here on Pause to Consider. If you enjoyed this devotion, I hope you share it with your friends and loved ones. If you have any questions or feedback, I'd love to hear it. You can reach out to me at pause to consider podcast at gmail.com, or you can reach me on my Facebook and Instagram pages. But above all else, I hope this devotion was helpful for you. And I hope that God will be with you until we meet again, whether it be on our next episode or in God's kingdom. God bless. Thank you for listening to Pause to Consider. I'm Levi, and I wanted to be sure you've heard about a few other podcasts in the WCF network. I am actually one of the co-hosts on a show called A Little Faith, where we explore faith breakdowns and buildups with different people who have very powerful stories to tell. That's A Little Faith. Tom and Naomi are exploring how we interact in our ecclesial relationships in From the Platform. It's a very in-depth series that is incredibly helpful for understanding and developing compassion and better listening practices. You can find both of those wherever you get your podcasts or our website, WCFoundation .org/podcasts. Have a great week.